We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey, family, welcome back to another House Talk 101. Lady E is here in the house and always praising God with my bestie. Yeah, we here in the building. So, yes, Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabby is just, uh, yeah, you're trying to be low-key over there, but she's on week five of her workout journey with uh, uh, nine rounds. You want to talk about it, Gabby? Yes, week five. (laughs) <laughs> oh come on that was a major accomplishment i am so proud of her i mean wow i mean that's awesome i mean what it take like 21 days to develop a new habit is that the rule there well it might take me longer than that but um <laughs> but i no. think the habit you is it over 21 days if you're in week five so <laughs> that's just what i said yeah it took longer but yeah so I'm just keeping at it. So definitely check us, check out, um, check out our podcast, 927 Weight Loss. Um, so definitely thank you for your continu- continued support with that. Um, if you listen to it, so go back and listen to the old episode, season one and season two, what is there so far. So where we are having conversations and doing this together, me and, you know, SFC, um, Slave for Christ on the, on the podcast and where we're, uh, talking about weight loss and being real about it so you know and just and doing it this real. yeah and keeping it real so you know and as anybody who listens to the show know I, I i hate working out so um <laughs> so so um so yeah so week five um by god's grace yeah and if i gotta say cut I, I, uh working out is better than, than to me than the alternative getting getting those surgeries because i know some people may really need the surgeries but if you could just work out, I mean, why would you want to be cut on, you know, I just say. Well, you still going to have to work out after the surgery just to put that out there. But, um, uh, but yeah. Well, so okay. Definitely. That's good thought. Yeah. You still going to have to work out even after the surgery. <laughs> so, yeah. So God. definitely. And that's something, you know, for myself, like I was like, okay, well, you know, like I said, by God's mercy and grace is to be there. So I just take it one day at a time and just be in there and going, I go, you know, once a day, Monday through Friday. I'm off on the weekends, so um, and uh, go in. <laughs> so I'm a proud mom right now, just watching my daughter do what she needs to do for her health. It blesses me. Is an answer to prayer, y'all, because you know you can work a job and go buy things, but I prayed to for yes, things. Yes, you can. Yeah, but I I pray to God and ask Him for things that money can't buy. I mean, because there's so many. You can go get a job and buy stuff, but there are things that really beat the heart. I mean, just at your heart that money can't buy. So I just thank God for Gabby uh reaching out and and and, and reaching out to God to uh, get the strength to do this thing with the 927 weight loss. Please join us. Please check us out. Please support us. Uh yeah, because so, you know yeah, if you, you moms if you're out there and you you maybe struggling with your weight or you have a child that's struggling with their weight, you know, uh health is a major thing here. I always say I have a very beautiful daughter and uh it's just a matter of health. Working out for your health. It's not about becoming 
this uh size a uh, cocoa bottle sh- cocoa bottle shape body and all this just to get people interested in you you know it's about longevity everybody that i know that 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 i know that made it over that 100 mark they're not you know they're not struggling with weight they they pretty much they're not on different medications you know they're they've been pretty much keeping themselves in good shape so gabby i love you and i appreciate you uh and for encouraging me as well yes and praise god so thank thank him and, and thank you guys for your encouragement and prayers and continued prayers and feedback and support so if you see me on facebook you know thank you for the encouragement you can leave a comment thank you for the encouragement thank you for your continued prayers join us at oh, 927 weight loss um and it is on anchor the podcast on anchor apple podcast google podcast so you can check it out there, um, the previous shows, and join the conversation. You can join our Facebook group, 927 Weight Loss, as well, and get in the conversation. Let's do this together, um, losing weight together, and to glorify God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, family, let me share this scripture with you. I've been sharing it over the last couple of shows because I really feel that there's a lot of hurt out there amongst the Christian family. Uh, people struggling. And just to let you know, First uh, Peter chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, New Living Translation says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you in, on a firm foundation all power to him forever. Amen. So if you're struggling out there, sisters and brothers in Christ, please understand that we will, we are going to suffer a little while. So just keep your focus on him, Christ Jesus, the one, the author and the finisher of our faith. So let's move on to um, talk a little bit about what, what you're listening to. If you join in all of a sudden and say, who's this talking? I'm Lady E. I'm Elizabeth Willingham. I'm with Agape Real Estate Solution. God bless me with a small firm and uh, we're aggressive and we're doing business been around for a long time and i love serving people god gave me the name agape real estate solutions because we want to serve you the god kind of way with love and patience and compassion and concern for your situation whatever it is i've been in real estate for over 20 years i haven't had two transactions that were identical there never will be identical because people are different god gave each one of us our own set of fingerprints, you know. So everybody is different and unique, and we handle each case that way. So we love you. Look forward to hearing from you. Call us if you need a house or you need to sell a house, 864-757-4805. We're here to serve you and your real estate needs. So uh, especially the people that own property right now that's thinking about how do you uh, switch from one house to another, do this transaction thing. Or should I say transition thing? Or whether you upsizing or downsizing doesn't matter. We really got a great curbside appeal package for our home sellers. You gotta know about it. Don't miss out. 864-757-4805. Give us a chance to at least talk with you before you decide to sign on with any real estate company because we do have a great package that has some great incentives for you if you need to sell your home. 864-757-4805. And I love talking to people that's right now maybe facing foreclosure or, you know, call me. Let's talk. Let's get this thing done. 864 757 4805. Don't miss out. You deserve good representation. Whether it's a buyer or seller, we have both. 
That again is Agape Real Estate Solutions, 864-757-4805. Now, family, on this side of the show today, we're moving away from what we've been talking about. Uh, we've been talking a, a good bit last week about foreclosure, the last couple of weeks, I should say. We're moving into fair housing struggle. One of the truth about the fair housing struggle and why do, uh, you know, it affect us or how do it affect us today? Uh, we're going to go back into history, if you will. You know, family, we all, and I love a true story. I mean, when, when I see a movie that says based on true facts, true story, it really makes me think, wow, this is something going to be worthwhile because true stories always answer the unanswered questions we have about some things in life. And uh, how people operate, way how they think, you know, what they went through and how they made it through it, you know, really encourages us. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the fair housing struggle. So I'm going to go back into the history of it all and we're going to come to present day. And uh, we're going to love this thing because we're going to help. Remember, in our previous shows, we talked about closing the gap between the have and the have nots. We still got that as a premise of the company, helping people getting their wealth through home ownership. So family, uh, the information I'm going to be sharing over the next couple of weeks will be coming from the National Association of Realtors. Uh, you may hear me say NAR as abbreviation to that. So uh, I am a certified a lady. I am a certified uh, instructor for the at home with diversity course that NAR provides. So the material that I have is based off their material. I'm also a licensed and certified real estate law instructor, and I do teach at the real estate school. So if you're interested in a career in real estate, 864-757-4805, give me a call. And uh, let's talk. Let's talk about it. And uh, so now let's move on into the struggle for fair housing, a brief history. So I won't be able to do the whole history, the whole shebang. You can Google most of this, but I just really want to put it in your ear today because um, it's important. It's important to know where you came from uh, so history won't repeat itself. So you can do better with your children and your great-grandchildren and, and everybody else around you. You know, we all need to jump in and do better together so we can have a better quality of life. So uh, while we're here on earth, that is, because we're not going to need it when we go to heaven, right? So let's 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 move on. It says the United States has struggled to overcome a history of prejudice and discrimination in an effort to live up to its highest ideals of equality for all. That struggle is an integral part of the fight for fair housing. Let's take a brief look at the fair housing policy that has evolved in the United States. Free but not from discrimination. After the Civil War, a flurry of legislative activities granted full citizenship to black Americans and former slaves. Specifically, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery and the 14th Amendment guaranteed all persons due process and equal protection under the law. To further help ensure equal treatment under the law, Congress passed the Civil Rights Act of 1866, which guaranteed that all citizens of the United States shall have the same right to inherit, purchase, lease, sell, hold, and convey real and personal property as is enjoyed by white persons. What was promised on paper, however, was never actually granted in practice. Despite these efforts by President Abraham Lincoln and Congress, 
black Americans continue to face systemic discriminations throughout many parts of the country on local, state, and regional levels. The racist Jim Crow laws that were created in the decades directly following the abolishment of slavery are but one example of the pervasive prejudice and discrimination that continue to target black Americans. The law established separate but equal status for black Americans that legalized discrimination and denied equal access and opportunity in all aspects of society, including owning a home. These laws endured for nearly 100 years, well into the 20th century. The law, the last Jim Crow law was abolished in 1968. Another institutionalized racist policy that emerged in the early part of the 20th century was redlining. It was a process by which banks and other lending institutions could either refuse mortgages based on racial and ethnic composition of a neighborhood or offer worse rates for people in these communities. For over 200 cities across the United States, the federal government developed color-coded maps, green-shaded areas designated in white neighborhoods and on the other end of the spectrum, red areas designated for black neighborhoods. 29 homeownerships in America is a foundational pathway to developing long-term wealth and stability, but this opportunity was denied for decades to many racial and ethnic minorities in, in in any redlined area. To this day, many of the neighborhoods that were targeted under these policies are still suffering from poverty and lack of resources and development. Both Jim Crow laws and redlinings were officially abolished during the civil rights movement of the 1960s and the passage of the Fair Housing Act of 1968. So family, we're going to stop right here today, but please join me next week because we got to continue to unpack this. You need to know there's some good information in this. So uh, this has been House Stock 101, please call us for all your information that you need about real estate, 864-757-4805. Now stay tuned because after you hear these messages, you will be in the Bread of Life part of the show. It's your time to buy a home. Let us negotiate for you. You deserve a new home without the hassle. 864-757-4805. If you need to sell a house, please call us and ask about our curb appeal package to assist you with getting top dollar for your home. 864-757-4805. Agape Real Estate Solutions is here to serve you.
Hey, thank you for staying with us, family, for the Bread of Life side of the show. I just got to give you my scripture as usual, uh, Psalms 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Family, the law reference here is the moral law of God, his holy and beautiful Ten Commandments. Paul said it this way in Romans 7, 7. I would not have known sin except through the law. Family, let us all examine ourselves by God's laws found in the book of Exodus, starting at 20, chapter 20, that is, verses 3 through 17. Now join Gabby with the Bread of Life moment. All right, all right. Good morning. Good morning. It is Saturday, um, and as always, it is a blessing if you can hear the sound of my voice, and it is a blessing to be heard because that means that God's mercy and grace has reigned once again. All right, y'all. So we are still very much uh, doing the free Bible giveaways, free track giveaways. Um, if you have questions about salvation, um, you can reach out to us. You can call or text. 864-593-1417 and we'll be more than happy to give you a Bible, give you a track, answer your questions um, about salvation, um, pray with you um, as well. And um, and so definitely today in the Bread of Life moment, uh, we're going to continue on in the Bible, Swirl Gospels, How to Found Everlasting Life Um and uh, by Ray Comfort, put out by Living Waters Ministry. And um, and so what we've been talking about, you know, is what we talk about all the time on the Bread Life Moment side, um, sin and death and the law and God, right? Um, and so we're going to go ahead and continue on in that. And um, using the analogy of the parachute and having to jump out of a plane, um, right, and that being representative of the fact that we all are going to have to face that. Every last one of us are going to die. We don't know when, but we know that it is going to happen. Right, um, that death is the only thing that is promised to us. All right, and the Bible says Hebrews nine twenty seven that it is appointed to man unto man to die once, and then the immediate judgment. Um, and so that's what we are talking about. That's you know while. We're doing this on the Bread of Life Moment side to help you to get prepared spiritually, um, getting ready for eternity, um, because there's no second chances, um, you know, and a, a lot of people believe that, but there's no second chances, and nobody can argue or refute the fact that when you're sitting at that funeral um, and you look in that casket, um, you do have that sense of finality. Um, it's final. You know they cannot respond to you, um, no matter how much you, know, you cry and uh, you know you're hugging them or anything like that. Um, they're gone, you know. And so, um, so definitely just wanting to help the understanding and making the, making sure that you're making the right decision um, before that time comes, because there's only two choices, right? And uh, so we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, it says instant death. Many people believe 
that because God is good, he will forgive everyone and let all sinners into heaven. But they misunderstand his goodness. When Moses once asked to see God's glory, God told him that he couldn't see him and live. Moses would instantly die if he looked upon God. Consider this. God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Notice that all of God's glory was displayed in his goodness. The goodness of God would have killed Moses instantly because of his personal, his personal sinfulness. The fire of God's goodness would have consumed him like a cup of water dropped in, onto the surface of the sun. The only way any of us can stand in the presence of God is to be pure in heart. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But as we've seen by looking at the law, not a single one of us is pure in heart. These are extremely fearful thoughts because the God we are speaking about is nothing like the commonly accepted image. He is not a benevolent father figure who is happily smiling upon sinful humanity. In the midst of these frightening thoughts, remember to let fear work for you. The fear of God is the is the healthiest fear you can have. The Bible calls it the beginning of wisdom. Again, your knowledge of God's law should help you to see that you have a life-threatening dilemma, a huge problem of God's wrath, his justifiable anger against your personal sins. The just penalty for sin breaking even one law is death and eternity in hell. But you haven't broken just one law. Like the rest of us, you've, you've no doubt broken all these laws countless of times each. What kind of anger do you think a judge is justified in having toward a criminal guilty of breaking the law thousands of times? Let's see. Let's now look at four major religions to see if they can help you with your predicament. Hinduism. The religion of Hinduism says that if you have been bad, you may come back as a rat or other animal. If you've been good, you might come back as a prince. But that's like someone saying when you jump out of the, out of the plane, you'll get sucked back in as another passenger. If you've been bad, you go down to the economy class. If you've been good, you go up to first class. It's an interesting concept, but it doesn't deal with your real problem of having sinned against God in the reality of hell. Buddhism. Amazingly, the religion of Buddhism denies that God even exists. It teaches that life and death are, are sort of an illusion. That's like standing at the door of the plane and saying, I'm not really here. And there's no such thing as the law of gravity. 
and no ground that I'm going and, I, and no ground that I'm going to hit. That may be te- that may temporarily help you deal with your fears, but it doesn't square with reality, and it doesn't deal with your real problem of having sinned against God and the reality of hell. Islam. Interestingly, Islam acknowledges the reality of sin and hell and the justice of God, but the hope it offers is that sinners can escape God's justice if they do religious works. Muslims believe that God will see their works and because of them will hopefully show them that God will hopefully show them mercy, but that won't but they won't know for sure. Each person's works will be weighed on the day of judgment and it will then be decided who is saved and who is not. Depending on whether they followed Islam, were sincere in repentance and performed enough righteous deeds. So Islam teaches that you can earn God's mercy by your own efforts. That's like jumping out of the plane and believing that flapping your arms is going to counter the law of gravity and save you from a 10,000 foot drop. And there's something else to consider. The law of God shows us the best of us is nothing but a wicked criminal standing guilty and condemned before the throne of a perfect and holy judge. When that is understood, then our righteous deeds are actually seen as an attempt to bribe the judge of the universe. The Bible says that because of our guilt, Anything we offer God for our justification, our acquittal from his courtroom, is detestable to him. The And only adds to our crimes. Only adds to it. So Islam, like the other religions, doesn't solve your problem of having sinned against God in the reality of hell. Now, Christianity... So, why is Christianity different? Aren't all religions the same? Let's see. In Christianity, God himself provided a parachute for us. Says regarding the Savior, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as a parachute solved your dilemma with the law of gravity and its consequences, so the Savior perfectly solves your dilemma with the law of God and its consequences. It is the missing puzzle piece that you need. How did God solve our dilemma? He satisfied his wrath by becoming a human being and taking our punishment upon himself. The Bible tells us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Christianity provides the only parachute to save us from the consequences of the law we have transgressed. Y'all, we are all born into sin, and there's consequences to sin. So to my unbelievers, repent and believe the gospel today. Um, There's only one Savior. There's only one answer, um, and that's only provided through Christianity, and that is Jesus Christ. So repent and believe the gospel today. All right. All right, y'all. This has been another Bread of Life moment. I want you to check us out on Aries Get That House in 2021 on Facebook. Check out the blog, truegospel101.com, and check out the podcast, 927 Weight Loss. 
Um, and uh, yes, I want you to keep repenting and believing the gospel, and we'll be back next week. Renew.